Okay, after break in Sefer Yeshua, we're back. I actually want to wrap up the first seven, eight psukim today, and I really want to do something different. We usually throw together Marmachimus and try to build something, but I think that at this point I want to take a step back and go back to some of the basic Mepharshim on Navi and just learn it through together. I want to do together the Haruto to learn with the Eilam. The Rishon Letzion is the Archaim HaKadosh. Archaim HaKadosh is safer on Tanakh. It's called Rishon Letzion. He wrote on a couple of Tzvarim and Ach, on all of them. And he has a couple of questions in the beginning of each section. And he builds a Mahalach and he builds a Yisoyim. That's number one what I want to go through with the Eilam. And similarly, the the Maris HaTzavos, that's the Alshech HaKadosh's Sefer Anavi, called Maris HaTzavos, he also does a very similar thing. Sorry that in the Eitzchachachma they only have the old versions of the Maris HaTzavos. There's new and improved beautiful prints today, but that's not in the Eitzchachachma as of now. I couldn't find it. So, also, he also has a Mahalach. He'll ask a couple of questions, six, seven, eight questions, and then he'll build a Mahalach. So today what I want to do is, I want to wrap up the first section of this parak. I want, I'd love to finish Perik Beis this year, and I'd like to go through it together with the Rishon Letzion. So the beginning of the Rishon Letzion, you might not have the first couple of, the first couple of um, questions. I don't know exactly at what point it kicks into page Tadiches that you have, but it's not that far in. I, do, I didn't want to make, I didn't want to print the page before that because it was just a couple of lines, literally. So you'll tell me when, when we're live on your pages. He, a- he brings down the first seven psukim of the Sefer. And it's going to be a great chazaro. And some of the nekudis we touched on. But let's see. Tzarech Ladat. First of all, as to our Chaim HaKadosh, we have to understand, Ma'u Oimroi Cheresh. What does it mean that he sent Shnaim Miraglim Anosh, Shnaim Anosh Miraglim Cheresh Lamer? So he says, V'chazal Amru, Sha'am Alahem, Asu Atmechem Kecharashim, Sh'ayastiru Devrechem Ikem. Devrechem Ikem. Go into hiding. Like, make yourself like you're deaf. And when people are around deaf people, they're very comfortable saying whatever they feel because the guy next to them can't hear it either. Uldivreim yuroloimar. So therefore, according to Chazal, it seems, the cherish amarkan she'enu shemea v'loimadaber. But it has to also be that they don't speak. Because if they speak, they're usually going to be responding to somebody. So it has to be, not only are they cherish, are they deaf, but they're deaf mute. The Yukar Adavar Shaino Shemeya. The Kashi Yadabra Alehem Lo Yaanu Aisam Davar Kamasa Echaroshim. Obviously they shouldn't be responding. Shim Loikain Ba Mei Vadalahem Shahim Kherish. How else are they gonna know that they're deaf? Shaino Shemeya. So people should come to you, people will come to you, they'll talk to you, and you'll be like just oblivious. It's an acting skill. The Shama Afsha Shaim Shaimim. Uba Hakrachlaimar, Elamai says the Archimakardish has to say. The number one, when people talk to you, do not respond. So obviously this type of cherish means that's mute. The cherish will tell you who ain't medaber v'lo yishemeah. I'm explaining this all based on chazal, but I plan on giving a different mahalach of the word cherish, and according to what I'm saying, it's going to be understood differently. Are we, are we live yet? Yeah. No. Page Tzadiches. Apparently we're live already. Oit Tzarech Ladat. 
Mihu Hamagid Lamelech Yerichai. Who it doesn't say who told the king of Yerichai. If you look at your Navi, it just says Pasik base Vayeyomer Lamelech Yerichai Lamer. It was told. Who? Who told? We had a couple of Mahalchum. We said the Satan and others. But he asked Mihu Hamagid Lamelech Yerichai. Ubamai Yoda Hamagid. And whoever that person is, how did he know? Kiloi Navi who? How did he know who's entering Rachav's house? Uma Gam. Even more so, the Besipur Maiso Anoshim Ashabo Ir. It doesn't say that anybody was able to figure out when they got to the city. All it says is that Yeshua sends them, check out the land in Yerichoi. They came and they went straight to Beis Yishazayna, Rachov, etc. And they stayed there. What was the giveaway that they were miraculous? Two people walking to town, so what? Umagam, even more so, and if you know you're going on a mission to sneak in, you make sure you're not seen. How could it be that someone like Pichas Kolev, or wise people, would be so callous? Umagam, you're starting to figure out how he asked questions. Umagam, and all the more so, If the people from Yericho were so smart, So you mean, they thought that the two deaf mutes are really just fakers? How did they have that? And they thought that Yeshua was not going to be able to do that. And if people are able to have that, so then what was Yeshua's plan of making them be that? So that didn't even work. Yeshua's plan was they should be deaf mutes. And they came in and they played that out. Apparently people hopped anyways. So then that, that plan didn't work. So why is the Navi telling us? Like they came in, they had a plan, didn't work, people found out. Like literally, Pusik Bays. Already people found out there. That's a very flimsy plan. Please send out the men. You think in Rachel's house that that night there was only two men? It was a revolving door, that house. Rachel was a very busy hostess. There were people coming and going, governors, senators, congressmen. Everybody was in and out. He said, send them out. Who's them? He didn't say send out the spies. He just says, send out the people that came to your house. Well, all 72 of them? Like, what do you mean? Who? Pinpoint. How did she talk about that? They meant them. Send them out. Oh, the spies? Who sent them to the spies? I mean, even though in the Pesach it says, he said, send them out. He says, Right? Send out the people that came to the house because they came to spies. Which people? Who? Instead she says, what's her response? Um, she takes them, she hides them, and she says, I have no idea where they came from. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. What, what, you're playing along, but the fact that you're saying, I don't know where they came from, it means you know who we're talking about. How did she talk and know? Like, there were so many people that came and went. It sounds like that the people already explained to Rachav why they came. Because Rachav had to have known why they were there. But why would they tell Rachav why they're there? So how does Rachav know that they're spies? They're the two worst spies ever. They came into town, the town found them immediately, and Rachav, their host, this, Knew immediately that they're spies. The day announced, hi, we're spies. We want to schmooze with you. No. So how did Taka Rachav know? Well, like, what was the plan over here? 
This is this is really the worst job ever. The intimate loymar shigilo. And then you're gonna say maybe they talk to expose themselves to her. And they said to Rachel, you know, we're here, we're on a mission. Kasha Lapukas we call it. Really, is like is, is that how it works? So how taka did she know that they were the spies that the king was referencing when he said, send them out? A lot of questions here. And let's say Rachav let's say knew, because she was in the post office the day before, and she knew there was a wanted poster. I don't know if those still things still exist in the post office. Wanted posters, that they want these people, and therefore when she saw them, she recognized right away. The whole thing is a cat and mouse game. How did she know that the king meant them and that the king wanted them? It's like the moment you, you know, don't tell anybody that I said. Said what? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What, why is she even hopping? Maybe the king of Yerichi doesn't mean them, Taka. I have a couple more questions. And then we'll build the site. Va'id. Another thing is true. She took the two men. And a lot of these questions we asked as we were learning the Pesukah when we started. She took the two men. Because I want to know when that was exactly. What does the Pasuk say? She took the people. If you open up Pasuk Dalid, you'll see, We discussed this, Vatitzpanoi, hiding only one. She hid him. And she, then she says, yeah, they came. When did he, she hide them? She said, one second. She went to hide them. She came back. She said, okay, yeah, they came. Yeah. We asked this when we learned the Pesukim. It's a very not smart idea. Was it after they spoke to her? So, before she went and hit him, him, had, you know, like, what was, what was the plan over there? At that point, it doesn't say yet that they told her why they came. So why is she hiding them? That's a little suspicious. And even if you're going to say, Same question as before. But who told that the king knows that they came to her house? How do they know? Again, how does she know? Meaning, we're always playing the game. Everybody, how does anybody know anything, basically? If you're spies, then the whole thing is supposed to be private and, and secretive. And yet, everybody seems to know what's going on. The Melchirich knows, the Shluchim knows, somebody came to tell the Melchirich, he knows, Rachav seems to know. And one more question. What did the king of Yericha mean when he said, Ki lachper is kala aris? lachper What does this mean, as kala haaris? We actually made this dig back then, all in the beginning of this winter. What is the meaning of kala? Says the Archaim HaKadosh. Literally, he opened up a different story over here. Fascinating. Fascinating. Says the Tzalot. Venera Loima. Of course Yeshua had a plan. The Goyim knew we were coming to attack. That was 40 years ago by, by Kriyas Yamsev, our story. Right? This is 40 years before that. And at that point, there was because because they knew that the next place they're coming is here. It took 40 years. But Kaisal is constantly marching towards entering. The Yeshe Kanan were 40 years hunkering and bunkering down that, to put up a fight. They weren't leaving. We already discussed that they even get sent letters. At this point, Yeshua already sent letters. Go on, get out of the way. Or join us. Right? But they knew that they were coming. 
Therefore, they had, I don't know if they built a wall. Yeah, I guess walls work. So Eureka had a wall. So now that they have a wall, you had, you had to pass through to be able to get in. You couldn't just, anybody that came in, they knew who it was. You had to declare yourself. Hi, I am. How else did you get into the town? Right? You couldn't just be a asylum seeker. Then you don't apparently have to claim, say anything. But uh, those days, you had to actually say, Hi, I want to enter the town. My name is, and here's what the reason I'm coming for. Luzen is Hakim Yeshua. So the only way Yeshua could smuggle these two chevra in is when you get to the border and you get to the wall and they want to let you into the city. I don't hear you. I don't speak to you. I don't know how to speak. Vatam, why they don't speak? You know why? Because even Shema Yachra is simple. Shema Yisrael Yunikarim. Hear this? Yishmak and Pashim Shach. If I would go, I love this. When we go, let's say we go to Israel, right? Exodus. Right. When we go to Exodus, and we try to speak Hebrew to a taxi driver, you think he doesn't chop you in American? The moment you open your mouth, before you even say a sound, he knows you're American. He knows to take advantage of you. It's like that. When you go to Spain and you speak Spanish, because you know how to converse in Spanish. You have some employees that speak Spanish. So you know a couple of paquitos Spanish, right? The moment you open your mouth, they know. Are you speaking Spanish? You're not speaking Spanish. You're speaking English Spanish. I mean, it's not happening. Imagine, let's say they learned Yerichayish, or whatever language they spoke in Yerichayish, Kanani-ish. Right? So they come in and they're like, Si, uh, Habla, yeah. Even if they got through to Mr. Yericha guard, we want to come into the city, that's a, that's a Jewish accent. It's Pasha, right? It is what it is. They probably went, Oy vey, or whatever it was. But the, the, guy in, the guy that's in Yericha is supposed to let them in. The moment you open your mouth, you give away who you are. So Yeshua says, you can't even open your mouth. There's no talking. The moment you talk, you're exposed. So you have to not only be deaf, you have to also be a mute. The Hagam Shoy Yoidim Shivim Lashem, of course, he understood Bixen and Seresh, but I'm sure when he spoke Farsi, it was with a Hasidic accent. I mean, whatever. That's, that's how it goes. Right? Okay, the deaf part is Pashat. The deaf part is because you want people around you to talk. You have to pick up information. But the non-talking part is because the moment you open your language, you open your mouth and you start speaking, people know exactly where you come from. Okay. Uh, so the look, you can say they dressed up like potters. So Cherashim, Chazal said, he's just a, he's onto something. The Belzer Rebbe, of Arla Belzer, when he was on the run during the Holocaust, and he ended up in, I want to say, Bucharest. He was there for a Shabbos. I think it was his brother-in-law. And there was, his brother-in-law was staying, it wasn't his house. He was staying in some Gavir's house you know, they were on the run. Everybody was on the run. So he was staying in the house, and they had a beautiful painting, beautiful painting of Kriya Samsa. And you see, you see the Yidden coming out, and the Matrim starting to drown with the horses. Elaborate painting on the wall. So, you have a, you know, his brother-in-law says, look at, look at the painting. He goes to look at it, and he goes, ah, it's fake. Obviously, it's a painting. It's fake. He says, no, no, no. The, the artist doesn't know what he's doing. And he said as follows, he says, even though I never saw a guy in my life yet, said, but my father told me that the Jewish nose looks different. Look at the painting, the nose is the same. Now, there's actually a rekeach, I'm totally going off topic over here. There's actually, they're onto something. The Zayar Kaiser says that Jewish noses are different. So the rekeach asks, 
So why do some some of their some of their noses look the same? Or why do they even have noses? They're okay. What are they showing them? And he says because if they want to convert, it shouldn't have to be a miracle. They should all of a sudden they should have a nose pop out. So the Abishim made them like us. So when they convert, it at least looks similar. Okay, it's Rishayim. You look at the Medrash Shmuel and Pekayavis. We have digressed too far. It's time to get back to what we're learning. Says the Archaim HaKadosh. V'hinei, hashnei tzadikim halalu, nitzchakmu oid v'yoyser. Kolev and Pircha said, you know, we're going to take it up one level. So Yeshua's plan is a very good plan. You don't listen, you'll, you hear without, you know, you make believe you're deaf, and you, uh, you're mute and finished. They had a better plan. What's the one place you choose? And therefore, when they enter the city, therefore, even if they look a little suspicious, the deaf mutes, are they really deaf mutes? The moment they say, like, they show, like, where's the address? You know, sometimes when you come to, to a place, you're like, you have a piece of paper, I'm looking for this address. They put in Rachov's address and they ask, like, how do we get there? Okay, so they're not Jewish. There's no way. There's, there's no way a Jewish person is going to Rachov's house. That's the one house you're not going to. When we times then the stop of Lebanon, So therefore, even the border control and the people in the city were like, I don't know, it looks a little suspicious, but they're going to Rachov's house. The Epshish Shikara Mikra of Ahoy Beis and Ashim Kharashim. It could be a two deaf people came down. Their plan, it was like, okay, come on, really? Deaf mute, and they want to go to Rachov? Of course Jews wouldn't go there. Like, for sure Jews aren't going there. But a guy, a guy Shikab says, okay, they think we're going to think a Jew doesn't go there, so that's where they're going to go there. So now we know if they're going there, for sure Jews. This is all part of the counterintelligence. Right? But they always figure out what the other person's thinking and be two steps ahead. Listen to this. Apparently, everybody knew this. When you go to a base, you never walk in with a buddy. You go alone. Okay. And they're going in two. They expose themselves by walking in together. Because nobody walks into a Zayna house with a buddy. You're walking alone. So, even though they, were, they came up with a great plan, they're going to go to a Zayna house, apparently, Kalev and Pinchas was so Halig and Erlich, they didn't know that you don't go two people to a Zayna. Now, obviously, this is always like, you always have to be thinking, like, what was the next guy thinking? The moment that the, the, the Eureka people saw two people going to a Zayna, they're like, that's weird. Unless they're going there to, we shouldn't think. Aha! We got them. Two people came to the house. Must be. That's why he sent her. He's not saying, I'm he says, two people, you know the two? There's only one group that came in as two. Nobody else came in as two. Everybody walks in alone. Every senator comes. But the, 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 the guys that come in as two, that guy, those guys, you send out, please. What's the double ocean? They came to you, they came into your house. What, well, can't be two people came to the house that night? Together. 
Pirish, the name is Summer Rachov Movachayla Bayis Latsarka. It's very important you say that we're going to need for later on. Besides for the fact that Rachov had her own private residence, she also had a, another room. If you look on the bottom, there's a star. By me, it's a star. The back of the safer by you, it's on the bottom. That being Messiah in a grow that we're going to have to get to, Hashem, and this answers the million dollar question that we asked all the way in the beginning of the year. If the way the chayma, if the way we attack Yericha is that the chayma fell, and if the way we promised Rachav is that she's going to survive if she stays in her house and sticks out a red string, we tricked her. Because if the chaymas fell into the ground, I mean, we saw in Turkey what happens when chaymas fall. There aren't there aren't many survivors. So, if if what was the plan over here? So the gra is bothered by this kasha. We'll get to it. And the gra answers she must have had two residences. You can look at the footnote. We'll we'll leave the gra for when we get to the gra. But he says the same to She had two homes. They came into the two doors. There's the Rachav residence, then there's the Rachav hostess corporation. They went into Ruch, the second door. They went into Rachav hostess corporation. Or maybe she had two separate units. And they're able to... How, how did, did Rachav know if somebody was coming, literally they just wanted to, you know, buy a beer, or they wanted to come and do various? She, she told, which door they knocked on. It's very simple. But she never had two people knock on the door in the Rachav hostess uh, corporation. And that's what he's saying. They came to your specific home. I had the king Yerichah know that that's what they came for. Because I saw which door they knocked on. We watched the video cameras. And they walked in too. They didn't have any solid proof that it was spies. They're like, something's fishy. They were deaf mutes. They came into the city. Two people together knock on the hostess corporation door. It looks a little suspicious. The only way we can explain it is if they're spies. No, so what is thinking? They were, they were such fools. They also royally messed up. This is going to be like you know those gemaras and shas we have. And every Yehuda, what does he do with this pasuk? And what does the do with the pasuk? And what does the Yehuda do with the pasuk? And what does the do with the pasuk? We can go back and forth. That's what we have to do here because there are spies and there are counterintelligence agencies that are trying to work at the same time, and everybody has to be thinking. So what were they thinking? The reason they went specifically to that house or that door For now we'll say Person has two streets they can go down. They can go down one street that is and there's one street they can go down with the Zionist. What should, which street should they go? This is Machlokes Samaraim. Which one's a bigger danger to go? And one of them said, "Let's go down the base Zionist. Because there we have a Yetzirah. At least we'll be able to overcome it. We're not interested. We're Amaraim. You know, we don't care about these things. And this was a debate: Should you go down the street that's more dangerous, or should you not go down the street more dangerous? Okay, we're not going to get into the halacha lemaisa aspects of it. But we're saying over here, that's only dafka lemichlaf apiska. That's to pass by." But if you're entering the lion's den, push it to the shop at Kareenabay, I'll tip in Alo Alilam. 
this is really walking down the street is one thing. Knocking on the door and entering the house is a whole much bigger problem. But they had a mission to do. But they had to be as quiet as possible. Especially Pinchas. They were like, there's no way they're going to say that we're Jews. Jews don't go to these places. They were thinking, we're going to also we're going to serve them something. We're going to give them some roasted frogs. And we'll see if they eat it. I mean, if they're Jews, they wouldn't eat the roasted frogs. They figured, if they're going to test us, so there's two ways they can test us. They could get us to do a Dvar Isser. They could put in front of us, like we said, a roasted frog, and then what? We have to eat it. Or we can walk into a base zaino and control ourselves, and then that'll confirm it. So what's the better option? Eat that roasted frog and, like, spies, we're, we're, we're Kananis, whatever. But then they're eating a Dvar Isser. Or go into a base zaino, two together, obviously, for protection, etc., but that'll, that'll, that'll end the conversation. They decided that it's better to enter the base zaino and end the conversation. If you know the story about Ramea when he was on the run, they suspected him of being a problem. He made a left turn into a base zaino. And they were like, oh, that must not be Ramea. And they continued walking. It was his way of saving himself. He walked into a base zaino. So Ramea maybe got it from Kalev and Pichas. Kalev and Pichas did the same thing. And what did they tell Rachav? They came. They, they just said they wanted a night to stay. They're looking for a hotel room. That's all. And you can't say a woman at one. We worry that it looks like coming in two at a time. They came in as a Reb and a Gabba. Or a senator and an intern. Or whatever. And therefore, it's not so schwer that they came together. Sometimes the Chashim guy comes along with a with a, a Mishamish. Usually it's Bakaydish. Over here it's a Mishamish Batumo. No, no, whatever. But over here they were so terrified because they couldn't even get them to speak. These two people that came in, nothing. The Rebbe and the Gabba can't speak. I mean, I guess if you're a Rebbe that can't speak, you would want to take a Gabba that could speak. But you take a Gabba that can't speak. But so therefore, there was like Hawkeyes on them. All the CCTVs. Is that that's correct? Yeah? Yeah? All those were watching where they were going and they were headed. They're like, this is too suspicious. I mean, like, so they were doing everything they can not to look suspicious. But it ended up being they were looking very suspicious. They're deaf mutes, walking two together into a base zoino. Another reason why they decided to go to base Rachel. Because let's not forget what they came to look for. Wherever they're going to go. Wherever they would go, they wouldn't get all information that they're going to get in this home. As we pointed out from the Gemara, Masech was welcome. You see, Rachem knew that we were t- she tested them. We're terrified. How did Rachem know we're terrified? She heard what all the government officials were saying when they came to her. So they decided to go there, so they figured it's just the best place to gather all the information. 
Therefore, they made a decision either because it'll make them look less suspicious, though it backfired, or because that's the best place to gather information. They decided to go there. They didn't tell her the reason. You know how she found out that they were spies, potentially? When the king sent messages that said, hand over because they're spies, she was like, oh, <laughs> that's where they came to together. Because they gave a simon. When the government officials locked in the door and told her, I'm telling you, you're being played, these are spies. I mean, look, they came two together, that's not normal. And she was like, I guess you're right. So we asked, our Chaim Chesh wanted to know, how did she know that they were spies? They didn't open their mouth to them. She, she got the information from the government officials. And therefore, she thought right away, oh, so they're the Jewish spies. I think I, I, I wondered why, when he sat down, he went like this. Uh, he, he didn't open his mouth, but it was, it was pushed. Because, hey, you could say that. that. That'd be great. The, the problem is, the, the, the problem is, when you're on the Sanhedrin, you need to know everything about everything. You need to know how to work Kishif. You need to know how to, you know, you need to know everything. All the Dvar variants also need to know. You need to, you need to know. Because how else are you investigating um, Adem? How else are you interrogating witnesses? Right? The people on the Sanhedrin knew everything. They knew way more than you would care to know that they knew. But they knew it for the Shem Shemayim, for the good reasons. Like we, we discussed a year and a half ago, Rus, by the year in the afternoon, we discussed about this Balas Oiv, right? Remember we discussed that Shalom Melech brought up Shmuel Anavi from the dead, and she used a Balas Oiv. So everybody learns that she was a terrible woman, right? She was this woman that was doing against the Torah. Not only that, Shalom Melech had just wiped out all the Balas Oiv, all the necromancers, and she was the one that survived. But we pointed out then that actually she was a Tzadikist. She was Avner Bener's mother, and she, they, Sanhedrin needed one person to survive so that they could use her to investigate, meaning you know, they, they need to know how it goes. So they'll have a professional necromancer, Tzadikist, in order they could ask her and investigate Adam. So you could say that they didn't know. That's one Mahalach. Or you could say they knew and they knew. There was definitely a slip-up over here. Right? We see that the people in Yerichah chapped their situation. And since the shluchah that the Melech sent, they're not the ones that went to speak to her at night in her room, because she was a, Rachav was a, a special person. You didn't want to mess with Rachav. Rachav could take down the entire country in a minute. The moment she puts out a Rachav file, it's over. It's over, because she had information about everybody and their cousins. So therefore, so the Melech Yericha is like, I don't know if you want to rock that boat called Rachav. Why, why don't you have a conversation with her? Why don't you go have a conversation? Rachav also had people. Everybody had people in those days. So, the Shluchim didn't speak to Rachav, says Archimer Kaddish. The Shluchim spoke to Rachav Shluchim. Rachav had people... But she sent out. Someone was knocking, so she sent out. Your check was by the door. Those people went to speak, so it was like, Ishmi Piyesh, Ishmi Piyesh. It was very, very removed. So it's messenger smoozing with messenger. The king didn't have a Havamino that at that time, 
Rachav is going to be quickly hiding the, the two spies. The Pasha to Ishtar Tzim. Of course she's going to hand them over. They're coming to destroy the country. What? She cares about the Jews more than she cares about her own clients? She's closing down a bit. The moment the Jews come in, she's unemployed. And I don't know if the Jews have an unemployment, you know, program. So, here, she's making good money. And what happens now? When her messenger came back and said, By the way, message from the king. The two guys that came, as far She quickly hid one. Their whole proof that they're spies is because they came two together. So if you hide one, there goes the whole proof. The whole thing is based on the fact that it's two. What two? So she hid one quickly. A whole different story. A whole different game being played over here. Even though they could barge in and find the second one, how do you know all these two are together? There's 30 people in my, in my hostess, uh, uh, you know, hotel. What makes you think these two are together? The moment she separated them, it was enough to say, no, they came in at one. We saw they came in two. I'm telling you they came in one. That, no, that guy came with someone else. Or that guy came on his own. Because nobody comes two together. And now she goes to say, oh, the group that came to... Yeah, they're gone. And that's exactly what she says. So if she hid one, and all you see is one at a time. So where's the guy they came into? Oh, they left. They were here. I'm not, not denying they were here. They were here, but they left. And that's exactly the tactic she takes. Because she can't deny that they came into together. Because they're telling her, we know two came together. And therefore, similar, similar, very similar. And we said, I mean, here is, and because she was in such a hurry, us to take a line she said, no, there's only one. Mr. Finchley. He turns around and he goes right back to, to his anar. So he goes straight back to his, uh, to his guy. And he tells him, no, never happened. I don't know. She said there was only one. And now she can go hide them both in a good place. That's it. That's it. She didn't think that the, the guy's going to take it sitting down. So then she put them in a place where when they come, if they come, they'll be tackled well protected. Apparently in the Pishta 8, that's a great place. And this that the king said, now makes a lot of sense. Why doesn't it say Lachpareh Maybe Rachel is just a good host. They came to the house, Lloyd says, listen, I know we shouldn't have guests in Sudan, but they came already. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, have compassion. So maybe Rachel will say the same thing. You know, they came already. So uh, let it be. The Tarachat al-Adas, but you need to know, and we already pointed this out, Ki Rachel ha-yisazayinu She had a VIP client list. The Mizei Yado, Ki ish As we saw at the end of the chapter, she was able to identify and say that nobody has any energy left to, to stand up to the Jews. How did she know nobody's energy? Maybe King Schmeiger from a different community could. That's why she knew King Schmeiger too. And King Schmeiger also couldn't. And therefore, even King Yerichai couldn't go against Rachov. She was the most powerful woman in the country. Because she had every king 
on speed dial, or every king had her on speed dial. And therefore, it's, it's a more thing. You have to think about this. It's, it's a more thing. By the way, the more things change, the more things stay the same. But but I'll compare him. This is so. Even the king of Yericha is not messing with Rachav because he knows that the six other kings right around him that are very close to Rachav. So what are you going to do? They say that the, the husband is scared of the wife. The wife is scared of the mouse. Basically, the whole house is scared of the, the mouse. This is, everybody's scared of Rachav. So Rachav has all the chips in her hand. So he comes like, you know, the two guys that came to your house, you should know they came to this part of the whole land. Meaning, why do you think they came to you? Why do you think they came to you? They came to you because you have the most information. Don't think any other king is going to come help back you up. You hear the conversation? You think that I'm scared of you, king of Eureka says. You think I'm scared of you because you're going to go to your other buddy king. The reason they came to you is because they're coming for the whole kingdom. They're coming for everybody. Nobody's going to have your back. So you better give up these two clients right away. And the moment you harbor these terrorists, you're jeopardizing your whole client list. Everybody. We're all willing to kill you. We'll get a coalition. You obviously hate them if you hate their enemies. An enemy's enemy is a friend, right? So the moment you love or you protect Kovin Pinchas, you're telling King Schmeiger from Whereverville that you also don't care about him. And if you're going to say, Ah, King Schmeiger, you should know him. He's a Schmeiger. He's not going to trust you. But and if you think you're going to skip town before they come, where are you going? Who's helping you? There's, there's no, there's no, you can't go from here. Wherever you're going to go from here, that's the next place they're coming to destroy the Jews. So don't forget your client list. We love you more than anybody. And if there's anybody either you should take, it should be ours. And therefore, just hand over the two boys, and well, you know we'll call it a day and finish. Well, Gvaldi Gishmak his story. Oydis Bailacha, this is Oydis Bailacha. Says the Archaim Akadish, Akos Valderich Zev. Kach Shalach Vamelach Yodakim Animna Shetayti Azayin Ahuvu Vachashukumi Beit Zoyarik. He knew that this is dangerous government interference into private businesses. The government is telling a private business. To give out one of their clients? That's, governments can't do that. I only, I mean. Therefore, I tell you, nothing changes. It's just different actors and different names. It's, it's, the, same, it's the same spiel all over again. So, so therefore, the king speaks to her like this. Take them out of the house. It was out, the conversation was outside the house, like I explained. Now, we didn't see that he explained this. So, I, my version, I have a footnote. I don't know if you have a footnote on this. I have a footnote. It says, You have that footnote? Meaning, the fact that they're saying, please send them out, is the biggest ride the conversation had happened outside the house. Because if they're in the house already, then the answer is, where are they? Show us who they are. Or hand them over. The, obviously, the conversation happened outside the house. 
So therefore, Hoytziu Anashim, hand out the people, Haboyim Eilaych Pirish, Sha'ata, or Sha'at, Chosheva Sheboy Eilaych, Dainu Ludrad Anashim, they're coming for that. Oi, Heim Omer Melchot Kibiyasim Hilucha, Di'i Lach Kiloikein Hu, Oyavascha, Eviyasim, they have no love for you. They have no desires for you. They're here for totally different reasons. They're using you. You're a tool. By the way, I'm just just knowing what Chazal say about Rachav, how pretty she was, and how just saying her name created problems. You have to just imagine how much that hurt her ego when she was told, these two people came, but they have no interest in you. I'm sorry, what? I'm, just, I'm trying to, to imagine that moment of like she has they have no interest in me yeah I have like the like the who's who yeah no not these two Jews they have, they have no interest I call them perfect. just imagine the gavlet of the tariqin it says it doesn't say he'll say they didn't come to you they came to the house that's the deacon in the post shabol lubeiseich v'atam shabach lubeiseich humshum kilach pres kol erzbo v'zelo yimto lubeiseich beis over v'shov and you have all the guys that are sitting around and schmoozing and talking about the things that are going on. You're the best place to get the information. They have no interest in you. And in a way, he was playing to her weaker element. He was saying to her, he's like, I'm telling you, they have no love for you. And in a way, he's trying to plead with her that if they would come for you, so I can understand, you want to protect your client. They're not a client. They're not interested in you. They don't even like you. They might even find you repulsive. They're here just to smooch over you some information. You want to be played like that? Nobody wants to be a tool. And we'll finish with this. And maybe there's another reason why she won't bring them out. There was no surviving the Jews. Everybody knew that at that point. Maybe she's trying to get herself an insurance plan. She's having conversations with them. She's trying to, and what she actually did, was talk to them and try to get herself a second lease on life by saving them. The king of thought about this too. She's saving them because she knows we can't avoid the Jews. We all know we can't avoid the Jews. And therefore... She's trying to save them, to save herself. The Bahariga's based on Nashim Alalu and Suffolk Shloytimalti Imiyadi Sol. You think if they get called the Pinchas, the Jews are not going to come wipe them out? All the more so, the Jews are going to come take revenge also. It's going to be more than just wipe them out. But Tisha Hibisakono, so therefore she's making a, a good calculated husband. I'd rather stick up for the two, and this way I have a chance of survival. Welcome to Perm. Maybe the only survivor of the city of Yericho. I'm sorry. King Yericho says to Rachav, "You think you're the only stop? They already made three stops, and we know they have seven more stops. That means they're promising everybody the same thing. They're frauds. Don't fall for their promises. They're coming to wipe out Yericho." And they're going to promise you the world. I'm telling you, don't trust them. You're not, being, you're not surviving. 
Wherever they go, this is the promise they make. We Jews, we won't do anything to you. Obviously, that's not true because they have to. They have to wipe us out. You know, different than anybody else. Ah, what a shmakim shot. Shmakim shot. We read the psukim now. Just, I, I'm not even going to do the al shakhadish. The time doesn't allow it. I just want to read the psukim now. Again, open up your navi, read through Pasik Aleph through Zion. A whole geshmakim story. Like you, you can read this Pasik in the Aftarah every year, Pasha Shlach. It's a great story. But listen to the nuances, the chachma, the fighting, the infighting. Also, you should explain it was cherish and it was also lamer, because he made even their lamer was cherish, because he made them be mute. F she can take shalak that cherish lamer. Luchu reu et aruz v'tzirichai. Go see the land, v'tzirichai. You're seeing the whole land by seeing yirichai. Vayavayu when they came, beisisha zayno shmarachav eshkushama. Therefore, they knew what's the one place where we could see the whole land by coming into one place in yirichai. They came to beisisha zayno, v'yishkushama. Somebody told them. Now, how did they tell them? Based on well, everything they noticed. A deaf mute comes in, two together go into a base zayna, and all the cheshbites that we went through. How do we know it's lachbites From the fact that they went in two into a house. It must be, it can't be, they came for other extracurricular activity. Send out the two that came to you. And we know which door they went into. We know there's two doors, there's a house, and then there's the business. We know that there's spies. It's color Aretz. Why do they come to spy it? Because they have a mitzvah to wipe us out, and they're going to do that. We know it's imminent. She takes the two people, she hides one of them, and now she can always say, one, I only have one, I'm talking about the two. Oh, those two left. But I'm a king. And she says that. Two people came. I have no idea where they came from. She didn't say this. She had her messenger tell to the messenger of the king. In the meantime, the messenger of the king goes back to tell his boss. The people left already. The two of them. And she takes him up to the roof. And she hides him. They're going to look. As being chased. This is the story... This is the, the, the game of cat and mouse that the Yidin are playing with the Yericha king, and the Yericha king is picking it up. They're not going to have your back. They're promising this to everybody. They don't even find you pretty. They came to your house. They're looking to expose you and to exploit you and to take advantage of you, hoping that she's going to. But she obviously realized, I guess, the, the simple mathematics are, I'll take my chances with the Jews. I'm not taking my chances with the Yericha because we know. We know. Nobody has it. And even she's not relying on other kings around her that are also on the speed dial because they're also going down. LMI, my only hope is the Jews. Listen, if I get busted, I get busted. But this is my only hope. And she goes for it. And obviously, as we learned, she changed her whole life around and became the mother of some of the Nevi'im by marrying Yeshua Benoit.